1: Broncos Blast brought to you by Framed Art 3065 South Broadway. From personal and sports memorabilia to museum quality fine art, go to the award winning framer for all of Metro Denver, Brian Hart at Framed Art 3065 South Broadway. And he just, you check him out on uh, on, uh, Facebook at Framed Art, and you will see once again. Uh, they were selected like to be the framer for a, a big exhibit, and uh, uh, I, I didn't have bring my notes, but uh, <laughs> uh, there's all kinds of framed Bronco stuff in there, often from the Broncos themselves and the players. Whenever I go in the shop, I usually see stuff there. That's Framed Art, and brought to you by... Stoney's Bar and Grill. It's the best time of year right now to be a sports fan.
2: Baseball pennant races... Coming down to the wire, playoff races, playoff's back to beginning to start. Football, obviously, in full swing. You catch all the game action at Stoney's Bar and Grill, 11th and Lincoln in the heart of downtown. And Stoney's Uptown at 1035 17th Street, just a little bit west of Park Avenue. A combined 88 big-screen TVs will show you every single game. And Stoney's Uptown is now the home for Nebraska Corners for fans every game day. Tonight, Ohio State and Nebraska. Pre-game, post-game, every game is on at Stoney's
1: Bar and Grill and Stoney's Uptown. Check them out. And we welcome in our Bronco correspondent each week on Bronco Blast. Follow him at Ian St. Clair at Mile High Report. And, Ian, last week you were inspired. You told us how the Broncos' red zone offense resembled a drunk leaving the bar. (laughs) Uh, You pick it up this week by saying that the team and the fans are in a never-ending hangover.
0: That is, it, it seems like it's, you the drunk leaves the bar, finally gets home, and then he's, he's got this hangover that just won't quit. Yep. <laughs> and it, it feels like that's been the case for Broncos country and the Broncos for the last two years. And it, it, if there is at any point of mile-high magic, if, if there is still any of that left, they could use some of it on Sunday against the Jaguars.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Kevin Kistner tweeted out that they're 11 games under five hundred since they won the Super Bowl. As an organization, and that is the definition of a Super Bowl hangover. It makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, my point earlier, Ian, was I don't know if you're listening, but um, I think Vic Fangio is the new Wade Phillips. I think he's the right guy right now to to settle, calm the waters after the Vance Joseph mess, um, get things back on straight and narrow here, but not the guy to take him to the next level. So that makes us look at this season and say, what is the goal? You know, Michael asked at the beginning of the show: is Is the season over at zero and three? I think these days still have a legitimate chance to go eight and eight. Um, they have to pull off up an upset or two to kind of get back in the swing. I had them two and one at this point, so eight and eight. You know, two, they got to make up two games somewhere. But how do you measure success for this year's Bronco team?
0: I think it's just making strides and improving week to week. I think one thing that we've seen the last three weeks is that, that I said this last week before the Packers game is they've found ways to lose games. And there's obviously yeah. some help from some horrible officiating. But I think if you continue to find ways to improve, and I, if they can start it on Sunday against the Jaguars, if they can put a complete game together and they can start doing what Chris Harris Jr. said, and that's for the players to step up and do their job to play, to take the Bill Belichick mantra and, and just stop talking and do it. And we saw that from Vaughn Miller this week. Indeed. Stop no. talking and do it and if they can do that i think they put themselves in a position heading into the kansas city game to potentially be three and three and that changes the whole season but it all starts on sunday against the jaguars putting a complete game together stop making these stupid mistakes stop beating yourselves and the players do your job
1: we should be playing uh, talking heads stop yeah. making mistakes <laughs> making sense.
2: Um, that sounds what you just described sounds a lot like what went on to, under Vance Joseph. How long does it take, in your estimation, to make that correction you're talking about?
0: I, I think, and we talked about this prior to the season. Your, Vance Joe or uh, Vic Fangio is going to have. He, he's going to need some time. The players are going to need some time. And I I I, I disagree with your assertion that that Vic Fangio. Is kind of like a, a Wade Phillips mm-hmm. or a John Fox type coach. We haven't seen enough of that because even in Bill Belichick's first year in New England, the Patriots had a losing season. Yep. So let's give Fangio some time. Let's allow him to get players into his system that, like a middle linebacker, for example. And Mark, you tweeted out the middle linebacker. Evan, you'd like Evan to Weaver, Robert yeah, to get. that kid is um, awesome. So Let's give Vic Fangio some time because, I, as I've told Adam on our podcast, the one thing that I can see is they're on the right path. It's just a matter of them putting it all together. And I think Sunday is the perfect time to do it against a rookie quarterback, even if it is the legend of Gardner Minshew and that mustache. <laughs> Allow... Allow the allow the, the 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 fans to finally get something to get excited about, and for the love of God, please get a sack or and or a turnover, oh, yes. or, or the city of Denver might implode on itself. <laughs>
1: no. So, hey. ha- have you got a breakdown on how this game will go? What they what the uh, Broncos will do if they follow Chris Harris's dictum and uh, Von Miller? I'm glad you. Uh, are, are the only guy I've heard besides me to say it. Leaving the podium without questions is about saying my play will speak for yeah. me, and it's about time his play did. I thought it, I thought it was a good move on Vaughn's part. How do, we, how do we break this down? How did do the Broncos come out on top?
0: I think the most important thing offensively is the offensive line. That Jacksonville Jaguars front, the front four, the front seven, is nasty. And it's going to take a Herculean effort by the Broncos' offensive line can give the, the, the offense the ability to move the ball as they have the first three weeks. So run the football. Can stay with it. And if they're able to run the football, hopefully we start seeing Rich Scangarello use Joe Flacco's ability to throw deep. Use Cortland Sutton and Emmanuel Sanders and test the defense. Even if Jalen Ramsey is playing, test the defense. That's what Joe Flacco does. So if you're able to get the run game going, that's going to set up the passing game. And then on defense, I just attack. I do what they've been able to <laughs> I, I think it's stop talking, stop doing. And as you said, Michael, Von Miller is hopefully going to let his play speak for himself this week. Hopefully that sets the tone for the whole defense. And they come out and it, it, it's a controlled emotion. It's a controlled Kicked offness, so to speak. Get after a rookie quarterback. Get pressure up the middle, and that's what is going to create some turnovers. And I think a cornerback to watch this week is he had a very strong game against the Packers is Devontae Bosby. I,
1: you know I I, uh, I I agree. And one of the things you said was uh, the offense needs to start strong. Give this team a lead.
2: Uh, yeah, um, Ian just invented a new word: ticked offness. Offness. that's a new word um, <laughs> this, it's a medical uh, condition yeah. uh, Gardner Minshew I mean, the first thing I thought when I saw, saw the guy the first time I just thought of Ben Stiller in dodgeball I a, the, the, the headband and the glasses and the mustache the whole bit but um, he's, he's got skills he's got skills he's going to put a, a different kind of test than they've seen so far because I think Jacksonville's a team that plays with kind of nothing to lose right they're just going to go out there and let it, let it hang out and um, that presents a different kind of a challenge
0: And I think what you do with a rookie quarterback is you you, you get pressure on him and you make him uncomfortable because even veteran quarterbacks, when they get pressure, they get uncomfortable. They start to get happy feet. They get rushed. They make bad decisions. And if the secondary is doing its job in, in coverage and they're not having breakdowns for example, like they did on the 4th and 15 against yep. the Jackson, or the, the Chicago Bears, yep. that's going to allow Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Shelby Harris to get after Gardner, Menchu, and hit him. And even if you don't get sacks, hit him. Get in his face. And Adam made a great point on our podcast. If you're not able to get to the quarterback, why aren't the defensive linemen putting their hands, hands up here yep. and knocking down passes? Because yep. that's another way that you can create havoc in the passing defense. So hopefully we're able to see that. And I think a rookie quarterback is especially someone who plays with the Uncle Rico attitude, the the gunslinger attitude, nothing to lose. If you get after him, that's how you get them to make mistakes.
1: You know, it, it, it is an – uh, unexplainable that uh, when you play for a defensive genius that some of these rudimentary things are are not being done. Does that mean the whole team has to be rebuilt? Bronco fans and John Elway hope not, but it, it could be the case. You said uh, the, way to, the way to throw Chunk Yardage, and that was our subject in the last segment, um, it, you know, like uh, where Mark Isla says, I don't know how they no. solve this, but I think you're right. You run the ball, then you throw it long. And I go back to after watching the last game, I feel Even more strongly, they've got to go to the Kyle Shanahan Atlanta two back offense. They don't have a third receiver. They -hmm. don't have tight ends who are weapons uh, at at all. You know, occasional pass caught here and there. Uh, So I think you're right, and I think that's the solution is is to go to throwing the backs, uh, throwing to the backs out of the outfield and run it out of the backfield and then running them as well, and then looking long for the two receivers who can get downfield. Have you got a score for us, uh, Ian?
0: I I think that's absolutely what they need to do. You need to give different looks to opposing defensive coordinators, and especially a front like the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have to keep them off balance, and the way you do that is do things that you haven't done the first three weeks of the season. And that's we started to see a little bit of it in the red zone with with Freeman and Lindsey in the backfield at the same time but start doing it in situations like first down. For whatever reason, Rich Scangarello has become predictable on first down where he consistently runs it. Well, if you're going to consistently run it, then start putting in two running backs in the backfield so you don't know, well, are they throwing it or are they running it? What exactly are they doing? And start throwing it more on first down. I think that's one of the big complaints that I have with Scangarello right now. And your point, Michael, is, is absolutely how you can stop being predictable on first down with your play calling.
1: Indeed. Hey, we got a run. Have you got a score for us? Who wins? What score?
0: I, I'm, I'm going to say that there's some mile-high magic. Since they're playing at home, I think the Broncos are going to finally get their first win, 17-10, over the Jaguars.
1: All right. The, Bron- the Bronco hangover might be uh, abated for one week. <laughs> That's the elixir. We can hope. <laughs> Ian, we'll be watching and we'll be thinking about you. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Ian St. Clair, Mile High Report. Read it. Read all of the news about the Broncos every day in Mile High Report. When we come back, it is a Ram Roundup. Kelly Lyle on the Colorado State Rams. They go visit a strong team in a loaded Mountain West in Utah State today. Mm